everybody, and welcome back to the Renew Your Mind podcast. We are back in our four-part series on mindset. And today we're getting into part three about selling and marketing from love. But first, a quick review. Last week, we talked about mindset and goals, specifically goal achieving. And the main takeaway was that setting a goal is easy, but maintaining a healthy relationship with that goal is more difficult, mainly because nobody ever taught us how to do that. If you haven't already listened to episodes one and two, I highly recommend going back and listening to them. We're going to continue to be building on top of them today. Most people, we also said last week, are familiar with setting SMART goals, but it's not setting goals that's the problem. It's learning how to use a goal as a tool instead of a weapon against ourselves. That's the missing link for most people. And then we also talked about highway and exit thoughts. And we said that highway thoughts are the ones that keep you on the fast track towards your goals. And the exit thoughts are the ones that cause you to stray off course and deviate from the path that will lead to your goals, right? Those are the ones that lead to feeling discouraged and demotivated and spiraling off course. And so today, we're going to get into selling and marketing. These two go hand in hand especially for service-based entrepreneurs, right? You're building a business around yourself, around your skill set and your experiences. And this topic can be an entire series on its own, and we will get there. We've got plenty of time. But for now, today, we're just going to talk about some of the key concepts. So here's the roadmap for today. I'm going to open up and share what I still consider a pretty embarrassing story about me and how it affected very tangibly my ability to sell and to market early on in my business. And then we're gonna identify some common exit thoughts and some common highway thoughts around marketing and selling so that you can see where might you have some exit thoughts and what might be some examples of highway thoughts you wanna be working towards. And so here's the thesis of today's episode. When selling and marketing stops being about you and instead becomes about the potential clients you can help, that's when it becomes service. That's when it becomes love. I'm gonna say something and I wanna let you marinate in it for a few seconds so you can soak it in. You can market and sell from a place of love and service. You can market and sell from a place of love and service. What if that's true? What if that is true? What might be possible for you? I think this is a really, really beautiful truth to grab hold of and to live into. And obviously today I want to help you see that this is actually true and that you can in fact market and sell from a place of love. And so before we jump in, a couple things. Entrepreneurs sell products and what? Services, right? We literally use the word service to describe this thing that we provide to other people. And so if selling feels like anything other than service compelled by love, that's an indication that your mindset around selling and marketing just needs an adjustment. And that means this episode is for you. Selling and marketing are pretty important things. You kind of have to do them in order to grow your business and to bring in clients. So as always, 
let's ground ourselves in scripture. Today, I want to use a passage from Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. As Christian entrepreneurs, God calls us to be set apart and to be different in a number of ways. There is a lot of manipulative selling, pressuring people into decisions, and fear-based marketing that's out there. We are called to make the needs of others the top priority. We're called to love our neighbors, right? That is the, if you were to ask anybody, what, what do you think Christians are called to do? Love thy neighbor would be something that most people would say. And who are our neighbors? All right, it's everybody. Even the people who are going to pay us for our services are our neighbors. And so let me let me open up with a personal story. This is 100% real. You can ask Dana, my wife. You can ask the people close to us. This is a thing that did in fact happen. Two months after Dana and I got married, we found out that we actually won a free trip to the Dominican Republic. And it happened because Dana had gone to some event when we were wedding planning, and they had a bunch of wedding vendors there, and she filled out some kind of raffle. And so we ended up winning this free trip, uh, quote-unquote, free trip to the Dominican Republic. And to claim our prize, all we had to do was just show up to this location at a hotel and attend a presentation. And so it turns out when we get there, at this presentation, somebody is selling uh, pots and pans. And so the deal is we have to sit through this presentation. There's no obligation to buy. And then we can get the free trip, or so we thought. The pots and pans that the people were selling, there were a couple of salespeople, they were selling them at a very steep discount if we agreed to buy it right then and there. And that would be the only, like that was the expiration of the deal. You had to buy it right then and there, otherwise you don't get this deal. And then it turned out buying the pots and pans was actually the only way to get the trip to the Dominican Republic. And so I'm telling you, this is two months after we got married, young, naive, and we were still using the pots and pans that we had from college. I decided to impulse buy. I said, you know what? Let's, I, I justified it and I rationalized and I came up with all these reasons why I wanted the pots and pans, but really it was why I wanted to go to the Dominican Republic. And within 30 minutes, and I can, I picture to this day, I can picture the parking lot. It was on Route 9 in Woodbridge, Route 9 North. And I'm sitting in the parking lot in the car with Dana. And I had this huge wave of buyer's remorse on steroids rush through my body. And I felt like a huge, huge idiot. I had clearly just been manipulated into buying these bogus products that we didn't actually need for this trip that we thought we were going to get for free, but then turned out we had to pay for it. And so this experience was, again, I, I still feel a little, a little bit of embarrassment over it. It was such a, a strong emotional experience. Like I can remember the vivid details of it. 
But I want to talk about what the result of this experience was, because I think there might be some things that others can relate to, even if you haven't had this exact type of experience. What happened is after this, whenever I felt like someone was selling to me, I immediately got defensive and angry and shut down the conversation. I instantly felt uncomfortable. And in my head, I was thinking things like, I can't believe this person is trying to sell me blank. How manipulative. Like to the point where when I go to websites and they have, you know, those notifications or pop-ups with a sale or 20% off or whatever it is, I trained my eyes to literally look away and to X out the pop-up as quickly as possible because I felt like I was being sold to. I mean, imagine anytime a door-to-door salesperson came to our house, nope, did not even want to answer the door because I felt so uncomfortable. I assume that everybody else felt this way too. And so I never wanted anybody else in the world ever to feel how I felt after buying the pots and pans. And so I hated selling. I didn't necessarily know it at the time, but I hated selling. And so as you can imagine, when I decided to leave my corporate job and then start a business, this came with me, right? It didn't just stay in the past. It came with me. And so the impact that it had in my business on the in the early days, I hid. I didn't really create much content. You go back to my social media profiles, I was not talking much. I didn't really tell people what I was doing all that often or who I work with or how I can help because all of that felt like selling. I assumed that my one experience was representative of all selling and I wanted nothing to do with it. And this constrained my business growth for months, as you can imagine. Uh, plus, I think being taught humility when I was young, I don't, I don't think I fully understood what humility actually was. I used to think that it meant thinking less of myself and, and downplaying the value that I brought to the table. And so I had those two things really working against me as I was starting my business. And it led to me minimizing how I could actually help people. And again, I share this story because I've seen a common thread among many of my clients where they've had a negative experience being sold to, being on the receiving end, and they never want to be like that person. And it holds them back. And so I spend a decent amount of time with clients in sessions with some exercises that I give them to really unpack their history with selling. And it is worthwhile. And I'm going to give you some prompts later in this episode to be able to reflect on your past experiences. And so one of the most common things that I hear, especially from new entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs who have been in the game for a while but don't really do much marketing or selling, and it's the thought that I don't want to be sleazy or salesy or pushy or manipulative, right? One of those words typically comes up. I don't want to be X. Of course you don't. (laughs) That is a good desire. I just want to say that is... That is a good desire. Don't go out there trying to be salesy or pushy or manipulative. That is not how we're called to sell. The good news is that you don't have to be any of those things in order to sell effectively. And even better, when you are not those things, when you are actually excited to market your business and sell your services and you do it from love, it's actually more effective. And so that leads to the question, how do you not be salesy or manipulative? Salesy and manipulative is a mindset. And here's a, I'll share a silly example to kind of drive this point home. 
you can say the exact same words as somebody else, but they can say it in a way that's manipulative. And you can say it in a way that's sincere, and that will be received in two different ways. So here's an example. Imagine you're out to eat at a restaurant and your spouse or significant other or your friend asks if they can have some of your fries. And you can respond one of two ways. You can say, sure, yeah, you can have some. Or you can say, sure, yeah, absolutely, have some. Same words, different intent, different heart behind it, a different mindset behind the response. And that changes how that comes across. And it is the same way with selling and marketing to the people in your audience, the people in your network. You can tell when people are being manipulative and salesy and when they're uncomfortable by how they're saying what they're saying and how they're showing up. And you can also tell when somebody is authentically wanting to help you. And so how you feel when you're marketing or selling reflects what you are believing about yourself and about the services that you offer. So I want to run through a handful of exit thoughts that some of you may recognize. And then I also want to explain what is actually underneath and underlying that, that thought and what it, what it truly means. At least this is speaking from both my experience and from my experience working with my clients. So here, here's a couple of exit thoughts around selling. I don't want to make other people feel uncomfortable which often means I don't want to feel uncomfortable myself. Another one is I don't want to be seen as salesy or pushy, which underneath means part of me believes that I am, in fact, being salesy. What if I'm rejected, right? If you take a look at this under a microscope, typically what that means is that my fear of rejection is stronger than my desire to serve people. And then one more I feel like I'm bothering people when I talk about my business. And typically this means that I'm thinking about people who aren't my ideal clients when I'm marketing. And so if we were to run these thoughts through the model, and if you remember from a couple episodes ago, thought leads to a feeling, leads to an action, creates your results. These thoughts lead to feelings of fear and doubt and being timid and uncomfortable and resistant. And that leads to actions like hiding or not communicating the value that you bring or being hesitant to make offers for people to work with you. And when you do those things, you can guess what kind of results it's likely to lead to, right? Not that many clients and not much income. Selling and marketing from this headspace, from these exit thoughts, will make you feel like you're driving with the emergency brake on. Like, has anybody ever done that? you will have resistance to it. It's going to come across as, as awkward. There's this like push and pull. There's this tension. It might sound pretty bad. Like if you think about driving a car, you might hear some weird sounds and it's not going to feel good at all while you're doing it. And so the way to step into selling and marketing from a place of love is by identifying and then operating from highway thoughts and renewing your mind so that your these highway thoughts become your default, your autopilot way of operating. So here are a couple examples of highway thoughts. The best thing that my ideal client can do is hire me. I know exactly what my ideal client needs. Not making an offer to help them would be a disservice because I know I can help them solve their problem. 
I feel compelled to offer to help from a place of love. I deeply serve my clients and I deliver more value than I charge. Again, if you were to run these through the model, these thoughts are a lot more likely to lead you to feeling excitement and motivation and feeling like compelled to serve. Like you want to get up out of your chair and go and serve people, which leads to actions like showing up really authentically and with a lot of enthusiasm, being confident in your ability to help, right? If you think back to some of these, right, they have to do with knowing exactly what your ideal client needs. And when you're confident that you can help, that makes you more willing and more excited to get out there and to be of service to others. And so these are the types of thoughts that if you can get these into your default, into your autopilot, they are way more likely to create the results that you actually want. And so for me, for example, before I write marketing copy or jump onto a discovery call with a potential client, I think about the impact that working with me has had on my clients and their families and their quality of life and their businesses. And when I think about those ripple effects and what I want for that person that I'm about to talk to, I don't feel salesy. If I know that on the other side of working with me that their life and their business will be better off, I'm genuinely caring about what's in their best interest. I don't feel salesy. I don't feel manipulative. I actually feel genuine and authentic and loving. And I want to tell you that is one of the best feelings that you can have in your business. When you get to have an interaction like that, where not only are you excited to be of service and that you are genuinely coming from a place of love and that they see that and recognize it and love it and they want to invest in working with you, there's no feeling like that. And because when you know deep down that the best thing for them is to hire you and that you can help them solve their problem, it becomes very easy to sell from a place of integrity and love, looking out for their best interest. So tangibly, how do you get to that place of operating from those highway thoughts on default instead of operating from exit thoughts? And this is a daily practice. This is not an overnight fix. In coaching sessions, you can make some really fast, really quick and, and transformational changes. But at the end of the day, we're talking about shifting thought patterns, right? And renewing your mind. This is not snap your fingers and you're done and now you're operating from a totally new place. You know, every day for months, starting out my workday, I would do worksheets that forced me to write down the exit thoughts that were in my head and then write down the highway thoughts that I wanted to operate from that day. And so I would force myself or I would challenge myself to handwrite my answers to questions like, why is marketing my services and offering to help people the most loving thing that I can do? Or how do I deliver more value than I charge my clients? What are examples of how I over-deliver? Or how can I over-deliver? Why can I sell my services from a place of integrity? When I think about my services, are there gaps in my skill set? If no, then that points to a confidence issue. But if yes, that seems like a skill that I can develop. And that seems like a place where I can pour more energy and effort into developing. And the more that I did this, the more that I renewed my mind daily and chose at the start of my day the kinds of thoughts and feelings I wanted to be operating from, this became natural. It became very natural to operate 
from these highway thoughts. And so it takes being willing to do that work to reprogram maybe thoughts that you've been operating from for decades, right? I had for a handful of years that thought about selling based on that one experience that I had. But you may have had decades of poor experiences being sold to that could be shaping your mindset and your relationship with selling. And so you've got to be willing to do the nitty gritty work of choosing your thoughts ahead of time and practicing them. You know, that's the the language that I like to use. You want to practice your thoughts and practice your beliefs. It's the same thing when we get into scripture and we renew our minds on the truths of who God says we are and where our identity comes from. It's the same idea. We're just, we're like preaching the gospel to ourselves. We're preaching truth deeper and deeper into our hearts. And so this is the work. I want to sell you on doing this work because doing this work will make the experience of running your business so much more fun and so much lighter. And it's what leads to a thriving business and what brings clients in. It's just another example of where scripture and the truth and the wisdom in scripture of loving other people and putting others' needs before ourselves actually creates good outcomes in our business. I want you to imagine being on a discovery call with a potential client and when they ask you in that moment, when they ask you how much it costs to work with you, you just state your price with 200% confidence, no hesitation, no fear, no anxiety, no tight chest or nervousness and you just, you own it and because you know the value of what you bring to the table. Imagine being excited to record a video on your social media profile, not caring about how you look but You just want to make an offer for people to come and work with you because you're that excited about serving people. Or how about this one? Imagine posting about your business on social media all the time and not judging yourself for it. Imagine learning to love marketing and selling. It is one of the best things that you can do for your business, but not just for your business, for the people that you serve because there are people out there in your audience, in your spheres, and in your networks, who when you decide to show up from this place of love and call them in, their lives will be different and their lives will be better for it. And so I I can think of two kind of groups of people who are listening right now. I know that there's some of you right now who are kind of already on board with this idea of loving marketing and selling and you're listening to this and maybe you, you felt a shift in how you want to think about this. And that's awesome. And you'll just want to go and identify some of the your brain's little hangups or resistant thoughts that you have to selling. And you'll start renewing your mind on the truth that you can, in fact, love others through your business. And that to love them while you provide your service, they need to experience your love before they will hire you. And then there's another group of people who I know are very resistant to this idea of selling, like to the point where you either don't make offers, like you don't invite people or make it abundantly clear how your audience can work with you, like including a call to action that's very specific or a link or actually saying like, hey, come and work with me. Or to the point where people want to outsource their marketing because they don't want to go through the discomfort of it themselves. Or because maybe you're afraid that you'd be bragging or tooting your own horn to think that others would benefit from working with you. 
for the people in this group, I just want to ask a question. And this is with, with love and with all due respect. Why did you start your business? If you started it because you want to help other people, reflect on this question. Are you willing to do the uncomfortable work of unpacking your sales baggage? Are you willing to do the work of renewing your mind when it comes to sales in order to serve the people that God put on your heart to serve through your business? And maybe this is the one, this is the one that will help you the most on this topic. Which is stronger, your desire for comfort or your desire to love and serve your audience? So much of selling and marketing is about your mindset. Lots of blogs and podcasts and articles and trainings out there are going to talk about how to bring in clients and what's the strategy of navigating a sales conversation. But underlying the strategy is something more foundational. It's much deeper, especially for us service-based entrepreneurs. And that's our mindset and our relationship with selling and marketing. So, A few prompt questions for you, and then we'll close out with a a short visualization or thought exercise. Reflect on your history with selling. What memorable experiences do you have as a kid related to sales or marketing or selling? What about as a young adult? What about recently? What beliefs did you form about selling as a result of those experiences? That will tell you a lot about your current relationship and where it may have come from. And then secondly, identify your hesitations around selling and get specific on the thought or the thoughts that make you resistant to selling and marketing from a place of love. Let's close with a visualization, kind of a thought exercise, just as a barometer of where you're at on this topic. I want you to visualize... And if you're not driving, if you're somewhere sitting down and you you can do this safely, feel free to close your eyes. You don't have to. But visualize a specific client that you would love to work with, like a real person that you know in real life who you think would be an amazing client to work with. I want you to just picture them, only them. You're physically watching them like a fly on the wall and you see them and the problem that they have. Imagine you know exactly how to solve it, exactly how to meet their unique need, and you watch them struggle and wrestle with their problem. They're looking for answers. They're they're trying everything, but nothing's helping. They try one thing after another. It's still not working, and they start to get frustrated. You can see them visibly getting frustrated and losing hope because they just wasted time and money on things that didn't actually solve their problem. And what's so frustrating for them is that they know on the other side of solving their problem is something that they deeply want and value, but they just haven't figured out how to get there. As that fly on the wall, how do you feel right now? Does it feel like you're a lifeguard on duty watching somebody struggle to swim? Like, do you feel compelled to jump off that wall and and go and help them solve their problem? from a place of deep concern and love for that person because you want what's best for them? If so, that is great. Those are the feelings, that is the the sense and desire of service 
that you want to channel whenever you write copy or create content or run a workshop or talk to people about what you do. And if not, if you weren't quite feeling that jump out of your seat so compelled from a place of love to help this person, that's just another indicator that your mindset around selling and marketing is holding you back from serving more clients. And that that can be great news. Having that awareness can be great news if you do something with it. And so if you are in either of those categories and you want to unpack your history with sales and whatever baggage you have and experience what it's like to sell with love, I will market and sell to you from a place of love and service right now. And I'll invite you to come and work with me one-on-one. You can go to my website and book a call with me and see if we're a good fit to work together. Because what I know is that the fastest way to make progress on your mindset and your relationship when it comes to selling and marketing is to work with a coach and have dedicated conversations to this and create a space to renew your mind when it comes to this. So whether you do this work on your own or you do this work with me, my challenge to you is this, just as it is with any episode of this podcast that you listen to, do something with it. Don't just listen to the podcast passively and absorb the information without letting it affect your life. All right, that's all I've got for you today. Next week, we're going to wrap up this four-part series on mindset with an episode about investing in yourself and your business. So if you have ever compared Calendly to Acuity and agonized over the $3 a month price difference, or if you use the free versions of every software for everything in your business, or if you've never invested in your business the same way you invested in your college degree or a certification, this episode is for you. If you aren't connected with me on Instagram yet, go and do that. My handle is at Kieran Lenahan Coaching. And if you're loving the podcast so far, we are just getting started. So give it a rating, subscribe, and share it with a friend who you think should join us. Much love to you all. Have a great week, and I will see you next Tuesday.